1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith, how the two come together and lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and pastor Ken Keltner on 1250 AM. The Fan. This time, this time, you covered me.
2: Welcome to Faith in the Zone. On 1250 a.m., The Fan, I'm Mike McGarren flying solo this week again. Can't wait to get Pastor Ken Keldner from Brookside Baptist Church as soon as they allow him back in our studios. And I think it's going to be after the first of the year. We will have him back, and I might have to put two segments aside because he's going to have a lot to talk about. I can tell you that right now. Our special guest, I'm going to just take the entire first segment and talk about her accomplishments because, look, she's a big time softball player. Three time Olympic gold medalist, two time world champion, two time Pan American Games champion, three time NCAA champion. Named in 2006 to the NCAA Division I softball 25th team anniversary team. And I could go on and on, but you'd never get a chance in the first segment to to, to hear her. One thing that I want to talk to her about. Career numbers, 428 batting average, Matt, solid. 333 hits, 53 doubles, 5 triples, 7 home runs. You gotta get in the weight room. You gotta start getting big, man You gotta start. Right. You gotta man, start. You know. Let's start hitting the ball, Miss Leah. Let's uh, go. So. yeah.
0: <laughs> Everyone loves the home except when it gets to the finals. It takes the little base hit hitters that come through in the clutch. All
2: right. Yeah, yeah. Leah O'Brien Amico <laughs> is her name, and I told her as I tried to start the show about eight different times it couldn't do, and she <laughs> said, "There you go, talking smack." Man, you uh, look. I can help you with that. We got to just. We got to make your hips a little quicker. Get back a little bit deeper in the box. I can li- listen to me talking. I am <laughs> solid in the church softball league. Slow pitch. Well,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you can be a great slow pitch player all you want. I, know. I will challenge you any day to go face a seventy mile per hour fastball with the rise ball and a changeup. You know so what? You bring it.
2: it. Bring bring a bucket of those balls because I'm gonna lose a <laughs> whole bunch of oh man you know yes. what Miss and I sent you the video on this so I do I do a segment for a show that that just got canceled by the way called Around the Corner with John McGivern and we would go to different communities in the state of Wisconsin and I think we did it for six or seven years. Mm -hmm. I won a lot of Emmys, number one in the country Thursday nights at 7 o'clock on PBS, and my job was sports for a minute, and I would pick the best program to talk about in these communities. And we went to a place called Fort Atkinson, and they were loaded on, and with girls softball. And these were really nice. They were so happy that I was doing this on their, their team and their program. And they were all very sweet girls. And I kept reading about their picture, and I said, which one's the picture I keep reading about? And this girl got this little sheepish smile and said, that's me. I said, why don't you warm up because I'm going to take you deep. And her whole demeanor changed, Leah. She goes, really? I go, yeah. She goes, fine, here we go. I couldn't see the – I never saw the first pitch. I, I never saw I, – and I go, that's, a, that's outside. This little catcher looks at me and she goes, are you kidding? That was right down the middle. I said, you got to get glasses. That was way outside. I hit one ball, a, a ground ball to the second baseman, and the pitcher got mad. I said, what are you mad at? She said, I don't want you touching any of my stuff. I said, well, I'm going to go lefty on you. She goes, can you hit lefty? I said, I can certainly hit you, lefty. You would think an old Irish guy would learn his lesson. I bunted one to the third baseman, and the third basement just cracked up laughing. I said, what are you laughing at? She goes, I would have thrown you out by a mile. And I said, I got to get out of here because these girls are all Right, I'm. I'm just telling you, Leah. Let's talk a little bit about your upbringing. Were you a multi-sport athlete? Were you a softball player only?
0: I was a. Um, I was a two two sport athlete. I played softball and soccer, and so um, was very successful in both. I mean, I absolutely loved. I would. I would have my soccer season, then I go into my softball season, and um, and I did a little bit of like club soccer, uh, but then club. Travel softball has pretty much took over, and at that point, we realized I would have more opportunity. I, my, my senior year in high school, I was the MVP of our entire league in Southern California in both soccer and football.
2: Oh, my so, goodness.
0: So I, I took pride in both. I love both, but softball opened more doors.
2: So Leah O'Brien, your maiden name, Amico, your your Irish parents must have been so proud of you.
0: <laughs> they were. My, my dad is a big um, baseball fan, you oh. know, I... It's pretty cool. I was the first child. My, my dad loved baseball. Didn't have a lot of opportunities. Didn't have – his dad didn't really pour that time into him. And so here I was, this little, you know, just competitive and, you know, tomboy as a little girl. And, and so they got me into softball when I was six years old. And, you know, they, they just – you know, he said, I just kind of took to it right about – so when I was eight, he started taking me to pitching lessons. And, you know, I kind of just became that little athlete for them. I had a younger brother and sister. Um, and, and we all played sports. But I kind of was the one that took off with it.
2: So, if we can, where where were you born and raised?
0: Uh, Southern California. Um, I was born in Garden Grove, California, and grew up in Chino. And um, you know, just kind of, you could find us every weekend at the softball fields. Literally, I mean, you know, I'd play a game, and my parents would kind of work with the league, and we'd they'd be working the snack bars, uh, and I'd be with my friends over on the side playing pickle.
2: Leah, I I work with people that so I I have two kids of my own and now four grandsons. My daughter and her husband have three. And then my son, Matthew, has a one-year-old. And so I, when Katie didn't really like to play uh, a lot of sports, Matthew did. And I miss it so Bad. I, I miss taking him and, and having that conversation with him. I coached him in basketball in AAU and then I coached him in high school and we won three uh, state championships in the Christian schools and he went on and played in Division three at Maranatha Baptist Bible College and he walked on campus and they handed him the ball and they said, there's our point guard right there. And I just I miss going to watch him play and so i am work with people that are like oh i can't believe this weekend my daughter's got a soccer tournament and my son's got the." and i'm like i'll do it and they're like what i go i'll I'll do it right now i'll I'll run them to one side of town to the other side of town can i hang out with them and watch their games they're like "You're, you're not kidding i go no you're gonna miss it so much
0: yep yep absolutely i you know and i think that's such a blessing it's funny because. Um, I didn't retire until I was 29 years old. I had been married. I had a child. <laughs> and um, and I was 29 and almost 30 when, when I won my last gold medal in Athens, Greece. And, you know, I would still say even to that point, my parents and having them in the stands and their support, I mean, there's something so special about that no matter what age I was.
2: I, I, I watched and I did a lot of research on you and I watched the video and I just laughed and I had my wife come in and watch this. You, um, you guys won a gold medal, and you left before um, you, you got the medal. You've, you had gotten one before, but you had this little one at home, and you wanted to get home. And you're watching the women's basketball team win a gold medal. And you said, look, 24 hours ago, I was there. And I was <laughs> winning a gold medal, and now I'm changing diapers. Like, it's the reality of this is incredible. And I just laughed, and my wife laughed. And, and what, what a whole different world that must have been.
0: Oh, it was it was the most just surreal experience because I was so immersed. We had gone two weeks early to compete or to prepare for our competition. Then, you know, softball is a matter of, you know, 10 days of competitions between the first game and the finals. So that happens. And then we kind of had the next day kind of that celebration. And then I hopped on a plane immediately because I'd already been away from my three year old son for four weeks, which was so long. And so I get home and yep, he's so happy to see me and 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 then yes, I'm watching the women's basketball team on TV and and just this reality of like I literally flew across the world to come home to my family and that was the world I was immersed in. Now I'm back in this world, my you know, my full-time world right. Mostly.
2: Your and real world, yeah.
0: It, it was really unbelievable to think, wow, like how quickly, but but like you just said, like really this reality of this is who I really am, but look at what I was able to accomplish with this group of women. And it's really about having the full picture.
2: Hey, Leah, and I promised in segment two on Faith in the Zone, we asked for your testimony, and, and we d- We definitely dig in um, to your faith and where it began and, and and the platform that the Lord has given you through softball, and we will get into all of that. But I, I, this is a sports station, and I'm a sports guy, so I, I've got eight zillion questions uh, regarding that part of your life. But I'll just ask a couple before we get to a break. If if I said to you that you that I could let you get one more game in with one of the gold medalists, the, the 1996, the 2000, or 2004 teams, and you don't, it doesn't really matter why or who you would play, but you could put that uniform on one more time. Which, which would it be, 96, 2000, or 2004 that you would choose?
0: I would choose 2004. You would? Yes. There's there's multiple reasons, but for me, I think the, the growth, the leadership role that I played, the knowledge that I had gained at that point, I was older. I was probably a little bit slower, but at the same time, the wisdom that I had. Right. Um, I And that team, we went in, and, and our our goal, our coach, the co- that's a big part of it. My coach was my Arizona softball coach, Mike Andrea. So he was the only, uh, my coach in that Olympics for, for USA. And he is like a dad to me. And he told us, we are not coming in here to just win. We are coming in here to dominate. And after losing three games in the prior Olympics, but finding a way to win the gold, this team... We went 9-0. and We scored 51 runs, and we had one run scored against us. It was such oh, a special
2: Boy, oh, boy. 51-1. They, they, to Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. So the entire hour, we're going to talk to Leo, O'Brien Amico, and, and trust me, I went through accomplishments, but here's a couple that I saved to now because I think – Look, she has she's she's got all the awards you can imagine. The most important thing in her life, after looking and reading and hearing her, is is her faith in Jesus Christ, her husband, and these three boys, and and that's the most thing, the most important thing in her life. But there's some other awards that she has gotten that I think. Athletes in Action Women's Board of Directors, which is cool, inducted in the Athletes in Action Hall of Fame. She was named number 44 best athlete in California high school of all. Time. Now, think about think about that neighborhood. If you're in the top fifty in that state of all time, and she was named number forty-four, uh, it, it's just really what a pleasure it is for us to be able to talk to her about her faith, about some of the things that she has done um, with her faith, and and how the Lord has given her this great platform, and she has used it. Um, as we are talking, I want I want to talk a little bit, too, about a book that she has written. And you can go to Leah20.com, Leah20.com. And, and I want you to t- to take a look at And I've read a little of this. Um, and I'm going to pick this book up, I promise you. It's Softball Glory and God's Glory book. And it's just a 31-day devotional that includes Leah's Olympic College and travel ball experiences, encouragement and inspiration for players, Bible truths, You guys that are are coaches out here, this is exactly – you should go on on the website and buy – if you've got 20 players, get 20 books. And this is – what a jumping-off point and what a thing to talk about on your next away trip. Have these girls take a look at it. Leah20.com is the website. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we will ask Leah O'Brien Amico for her testimony and talk a little bit about some of the things that's going on in her life right now. This is Faith in the Zone. And we are on 12:50 a.m. The Fan.
1: More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on 12:50 a.m. The Fan. All this time, all this time. you covered
2: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan. Again, I'm Mike McGivern, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. We'll get him back in studio as soon as possible. Hey, when we left uh, off the first segment, I talked about Softball Glory and God's Glory um, book and that that Leah wrote, and our special guest for the entire hour is Leah O'Brien Amico. And, and if you missed the first segment, She is a big time women's softball player. I talked a little smack, but she saw right through it. Three time Olympic gold medalist, uh, three time NCAA champion at University of Arizona, Pan American Games champion, world champion, all of the above. One of the coolest things for me was Sports Illustrated that came out and have a picture, and she's right in the middle of it. And it says the real dream team. Women's Olympic softball team dominates in Athens. And I'm looking at the cover right now, and I'm telling you, Leah, what a smile you have. And and I like what they put, the real dream team with you guys, and and I love that. She wrote this book, and if you go to Leah20.com, uh, you, can be, you can buy it there or go to Amazon. You know, Amazon is where a lot, everybody's buying their books. Amazon makes it real easy, but if you want it signed, Leah will yeah. sign it for you, Leah20.com is where you're going to want to go. And again, uh, this book is its perfect, I think, for grandparents, for parents, for players, for, for kids that are, you know, if, if you want your son or daughter to, to, to read about somebody who's, who's played at a really high level, kept her head on straight, walked worthy, and utilized this platform the Lord has given her, get this book, Softball Glory and God's Glory. And it's a 31-day devotional book, Encouragement, Inspiration for Players, Bible Truths, and You Will Not Be Sorry, Leah20.com. Leah, the second segment of Faith in the Zone is is our favorite, and I hear from people uh, that say, Boy, we love hearing it because everybody's got their own story, and, and it never gets old here on Faith in the Zone. If I could ask you to share your testimony with our listeners, please.
0: Yes. Um, definitely. I, I am so thankful for everything God has done in my life. And, you know, I grew up in Southern California as a little girl. I, you know, my parents were actually really involved when I was born, um, working to help raise through the church, um, as a young married couple, these kids who were abused and neglected. And, and so they did that. And then, you know, we, they started growing their family. So my sister and I were both born. So it kind of moved out, started growing and they kind of had become, um, hurt by the church. So then as a little girl, we kind of stopped going to church. My mom always kind of had a faith that she talked about, but I didn't really know a lot about it. So I knew enough to, you know, know that Jesus Christ had died for my sins. And, you know, and I believe as a little girl, that's, you know, that's where I was at. And God obviously saw my heart of just, yes, I want heaven and I want to know Jesus Christ. And I believe he died for me. And so, um, but as I got to high school, you know, at that point, I I looked back and kind of started formulating what I would say American Christianity. I try to be good enough. I believe in God. And I kind of, you know, as long as I'm not doing the bad stuff other people are doing, I'm probably okay and I'll get into heaven. And so um, as I got into college, um, you know, my morals for a long time, they were pretty solid, um, at least according to my views, not necessarily the Bible's views. And so I had a teammate my junior year in college who came onto our team and just knew who God said she was. She loved Jesus Christ with all her heart. She was passionate and bold, and she knew God had a purpose, even on the softball field for her, and that she would be to be a witness for his glory to her teammates and to all who knew her. And so she invited myself and a couple of teammates to, um, to Bible study. But first and foremost, she lived out her faith. And so she kind of got known as that girl of watch what you say, watch what you do. Nobody, of course, ever talked about like that about me, you know, but I kind of followed the crowd as I got a little bit older. And so I went to this Bible study at, with Athletes in Action, a, a ministry that was on campus. And there was just a track athlete, Julie, myself, and our leader. And as they opened the Bible and started talking about God's word, literally, I felt like this veil was lifted off my eyes. God had shown me, you've always said you knew me, but you don't know me. You knew about me. You had heard about me. You do not know me. And so I walked out of that Bible study that night and just said, God, I want to follow you. That was it. God, I want to follow you. Literally, I, I experienced what I didn't know the Bible taught at the time. The Holy Spirit came and dwelled in me for the first time in my life. And God made me realize when people would ask me before, oh, do you know if you died you go to heaven? I would get defensive. Like, how dare you ask me that? But God showed me it's because I wasn't really saved. When people then asked me later on, I was so excited and thankful for this gift. And so God transformed my you know my heart, my mind, slowly but surely. He started showing me my concept of good was... <laughs> So wrong. I was to compare myself to Jesus Christ, not the standard of the people around me. Right. Then it showed me. It really showed me the the area of my life and how much I needed God. I needed His transforming power. I needed a new standard, not my own. And so uh, God just started to work in me. But really, um, I would say I was slowly but surely growing, learning to play softball for God's glory, learning that you know to trust Him in the good and to praise Him in the you know and praise Him even in the hard times. And so. Uh, with that, uh, my I, I won three national championships. I had a gold medal. I was 22 years old. I was on Team USA, and I got a phone call. My teammate, Julie, who one month prior, we were winning a national championship together on the field in Oklahoma City for Arizona. And a month later, I get a phone call from a teammate that Julie had passed away in her sleep. That oh, my. She had, she had, since a young girl had had diabetes, she told me this was the very thing that let her know who God really was and that how he, real he was and how much he loved her. And she had had throughout college, they were kind of trying to, you know, figure out her numbers, and she was having some struggles with a lot of that. But one night, she went to sleep, and she woke up in the presence of Jesus Christ. I sat in this hotel room with tears falling down my face and falling onto my Bible, and I thanked God for putting Julie into my life, for the fact that she had shared Jesus with me and, first of all, lived it out. There was power behind her words because she lived as a, she lived separate from the world. She did not fall in line and try to follow everybody else and fit in and then say, yeah, but I know God over here. And so that began at her funeral. I, I, I'll never forget this. I was 22 years old. It transformed my life. I said, Lord, when I die, I want everybody to sit and not talk about what a good softball player I was. I want them to say that I love Jesus Christ and I lived it out in everything I did. And only by the grace of God can I do that. But for I would say for over 20 years now I've told people about Julie. I've been able to tell people about Jesus Christ, and hopefully they have seen that my witness, it, it stands in line, that my actions line up with my words, and that really it's all about God in my life.
2: Well, you know, Leah, there are, uh, there are times when, when people share their testimony that it does, um, it does put tears in my eyes. And, and what a powerful, powerful testimony that was and thank you so much for sharing and you know julie must have been just an incredible friend yes oh boy she
0: she was she was an example she was the one this is what i love she was just there she was younger than me but she influenced me this way and she came onto a national championship team i mean we had won back-to-back national championships and i remember thinking How is this little girl so confident? She wasn't the star player. She, you know, she wasn't at the level of a lot of these other players, but she had a different. She had God confidence.
2: Wow, boy, what a great! Again, thank you so much for for sharing that. And and look, there there are guys on this show that the worst thing that they've ever done in their life is steal a candy bar, and then we've (laughs) got guys like Pastor Daryl Strawberry and myself. You know in in times in our life where we're doing things that would that we should not have been doing but if the yeah. lord's willing to accept guys like us i keep telling my friends you know my coaching friends and the people in this area and people throughout the country that you know reach out look a lot of guys will say hey i, I uh i listen to that show from eight to nine i walk my dog that's as close to church as i've been in 25 years I go, yep. man, you got to – let's have that conversation. It, yep. I, you know what – and for you to be able to stand up now and say, hey, look, forget about all the stuff that – forget about those awards. That gets me to be able to come on to a show like this, but let's forget about those for a while. Let me tell you about this part of my life. Hey, let me ask you this. When um, Not only then the second or the last year in college, uh, the, the last two years in college, and then all the years on the Olympic and Pan American world teams – was it easier to walk worthy inside that locker room or was it easier to walk worthy outside of the locker room when you, when you surrounded yourself with friends that had similar beliefs?
0: You know, I, I would say early on, obviously it was like this transformation process that was happening inside myself. And so I would say my teammates, um, definitely saw it I think when I was younger on the USA team because I made my first USA team at 19 years old I probably was a little more insecure and I was still young in the faith and so you know I would stumble so it was something that I definitely would keep to myself or I would there were a couple strong Christians on the USA team and I remember thinking like I'd love to be like that someday where I was confident and walking worthy and and so um, there was definitely a growth process not only that some of these athletes you know had been my friends especially my college teammates, um, or even some high school friends, and they saw some of the, the areas that I struggled and stumbled and the sins that I was living out and, and and you know, proudly partying or whatever it was. Sure. And so they kind of, you know, it's it's like this, well, wait, wait, now you're not doing that. Um, but I would say each year got a little bit easier, and finally by the, by the time, you know, I was in my second Olympics and especially my third Olympics, you know, I kind of got known as the one who, okay, there's Leah. We'd go by the... You know, at the Olympic facilities, and they it would say the religious center. They're like, Leah, there you go. There's your place. <laughs> and so in a sense, it became almost as funny. I put Philippians 413. I put Phil 413 on my shoes, on my my batting gloves, and they would say, hey, Leah, who's Phil? You mean I'm at 413? So <laughs> it kind of became this joking, but in a way, but it was a good joking. They they respected me. You know, I think more than anything, they saw that, that my actions did line up with my words as much as possible, as much as I possibly could, you know, with God's help. And I, I think more than anything, and they saw I also didn't judge them. I did not judge them or look down on them. I might not have agreed with what they they thought, but I, I didn't judge them. They were my good friends, and I loved them. And, and to me, that mattered more than anything.
2: She is Leah O'Brien Amico, and, and, boy, what a just a phenomenal testimony. And we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue this conversation. Now that you've heard this and you've heard her speak, do yourself a favor. Go to Leah20.com softball glory and god's glory it is uh, a book that you're going to want to pick up either for yourself for you and your wife you and your husband for your grandkids for your kids for you know anybody that is in your life right now that you think would would benefit from a 31 day devotional uh, book and it talks a lot about leah's olympic college and travel ball experiences biblical truths and encouragement and inspiration for players, which I think is really important. And then daily personal discussion questions. Again, that as a parent or a grandparent, it'd be really awesome to be able to to give this off as a gift and then to have that conversation as you're driving across town to practice or whatever you're going to do. So please look that, uh, go to Leah 20 and pick that book up. And if you buy it there instead of Amazon, Amazon might be a little easier for you. But leah20.com you get a signed copy so I would recommend you do that this is faith in the zone on 1250 a.m the fan
1: welcome back to faith in the zone an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith faith in the zone is brought to you by Brain Balance of Mequon. here are hosts Mike McGivern and pastor Ken Keltner only on 1250 a.m the fan all this time, all this time, you
2: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan, I am Mike McGivern, again flying solo this week. Looking forward to Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church joining us uh, again after the first of the year. Hey, Leah, can we talk a little bit about our special guest, by the way? It's Leah O'Brien Amico, and if you just joined us, she is a well-decorated women's softball player in the United States. She is a three-time... Olympic medalist a two-time world champion two-time Pan American uh, three-time NCAA champion and I want to talk to her about those days a little bit your decision to go to Arizona um, first of all was that a decision that was a tough decision and how many places could you have gone uh, that had offered
0: you know that's kind of a funny story because i um, I was played younger in travel ball, um, and I was kind of a, a younger senior. I, I started college when I was seventeen years old. and so um, I played down with my age group, but then grade wise, you know, everybody else that was being recruited was the older kids. and so um, and they recruited a lot later in the past when I was playing. so, the assistant coach for Arizona was told by another, you know, travel ball organization, you really gotta watch this kid. You gotta watch this girl. She's a pitcher, she's a hitter, she's a lefty, plays first base. So he watched and I had a great tournament and our team ended up shocking everybody and beating this other team that was very good. And and so the assistant coach basically, you know, was like, We need to recruit her. And so coach Candrea, our head coach, he, you know, he, he invited me in, but He was so busy because they had just gotten off winning their first ever national championship that he wasn't even around the weekend that I came in on my recruiting trip. If I find out later, he was making visits to these other athletes they were recruiting to their houses, wanting them to come so bad. And here I was, this athlete, that he was like, okay, you know. Well, they basically said, we're bringing in five athletes. The first two that commit, they get it, no matter what. So if you say yes, but somebody else already said yes, then you don't get to come. And so, basically, I was the one person already decided I was the second. I had a handful, not many, a handful of opportunities. Florida State was looking at me. Late in the game, Fresno State, which was a top program, they, you know, offered me a little bit of money, but not a full ride like Arizona, and, you know, and then Arizona, and then a couple, like, Ohio smaller schools. So, not many at all. So, all of a sudden, you know, I say, okay, I want that second spot. So, I call, I commit. I went to Long Beach State on, you know, a trip as well, and, and this was like it didn't compare, And so I make this decision and I kind of laugh because I tell Coach Candrea, who is literally one of my favorite people, I say to him, I say, I think I was like a surprise to you, wasn't I? (laughs) I think when I came in, they weren't sure what they were going to get, you know, and and I really believe that I, because ability-wise, I constantly played with people who were faster, stronger, did things, you know, in that sense more physically, but then I had some of these intangibles being a, uh, you know, a gamer and coming up clutch and, you know, in the big games, you know, being able to, to just make these plays that, you know, maybe it didn't look like I was going to be capable of doing that. And so really that ended up being, you know, just to this day, one of the biggest blessings and coach Kendrea to this day will say when Leah was playing, she always had a smile on her face, you That's know? And so awesome. it's just, it just was so great. I, I loved what I was doing and the people I was doing it with.
2: And Leah, in, in high school, you, you pitched, played first base, but you ended up going to the outfield, correct?
0: Yeah, so that is part of my, a big part of my story because the first year we had two pitchers. So our stud, she was a junior, she won the national championship, she was amazing. And then myself. And so I did okay. Not, not great, I did okay. And, uh, and so by the end of the season, she was pitching full time at the World Series. And I, at that point, had kind of become the designated player. So, my second year, we had two freshman pitchers, our senior pitcher, and coach said, You know what? It's just too many. Leah, I want you to be in the lineup offensively every day. So, I'm going to actually put you. Originally, he was going to move me to first, but I had a better arm than our first baseman. And so, he said, You know what? You're more, a, you know, I need you out there. So, then that was, that was a big part of like, Well, I've never played. I'm a sophomore in college, I've never played outfield. So you know the beginning, like learning, how I needed to learn to dive for balls and judge balls off the fence, and I throw like an infielder, my arm hanging after throwing to the plate. So I had to learn to throw like an outfielder and to perfect my throw and to dive. And and next thing you know, that's the thing that opened the door and the opportunity to be an Olympian. And so I made Team USA as an outfielder, went to my first national, you know, or international tournament, and it over five hundred, led the team, and so it was like, "Wait, this kid, what can she do?" You know, and that's literally how I became, uh, you know, an, an Olympian. Wow. I played two Olympics in right field, and then my last year in college and my last Olympic tour, uh, I played first base and got moved back there. So, it, you know, that's just part of it. I, I really tell these athletes: go for the opportunities. Where is the opportunity? Take it and be your very best at what's given to you.
2: Did you remember the first? night that you got home to your dorm or your apartment when the coach said okay i'm gonna gonna move you to the outfield did 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 you just go you gotta be kidding me this isn't this is not what i signed up for
0: no you know this is literally i feel like i am just that personality of like what do you need of me okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna run through a wall so but i will tell you I i was okay with it i think if anything i was like you know what now I get to practice more on hitting. Right. I always had to go over and pitch, you know, all the time and take time away from my hitting. And, and I think I had so much to learn that I went immediately into mode of, like, how can I be the best at doing that? And, but I will tell you, with you saying that, I sat in the outfield with a, a third baseman who got moved to the outfield. And she literally complained the entire time we were out there. And I was like, I'm probably hearing her dad talk through her is what I'm probably hearing. (laughs) Right. But literally, I just listened to it. And that was not my mentality. It was like, all right, I'm out here. I'm going to be the best one out here now. And so I really believe that was a big part of my process is the mentality that I took with me.
2: Hey, do you remember um, playing in in the first Olympics? And I often wonder when, you know, we watch Miracle all the time. It's my wife, Terry's favorite movie. And we watch that movie and and I often think you know what was it like when the lights got so bright and and now they're playing you know in in the semis or they're you know they're 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 playing in a game where against a, a really good pitcher and a good team did, did did you feel more pressure playing for team USA than you did for Arizona?
0: Yes, I for sure, absolutely. I think um I think there was something in me that for the most part, the bigger the setting, the less thinking that happened, whereas some people do the opposite. Right. The bigger the setting, the more pressure, the more their mindset gets has a struggle. I will say the only memory that I have of truly feeling like this pressure and this nervousness and excitement was right before the very first pitch of the very first game in the Olympics, and we were playing Puerto Rico, and I – Was in right field and Lisa Fernandez was on the mound, and I, my heart was pounding more than ever. And literally, I will say, after the first pitch was pitched, this all of a sudden, this thought came to me, and it was, It's the same game you've played since you were a little girl. I I don't, I believe that was God in a sense, because I'm like, I wasn't trying to think that, you know, and literally, I had a calm come over me. And the rest of the time, it was like, "Here we go, let's go," and and that was it. And yes, there were nerves, and you know, but that I really believe, you know, that is the difference between the players that are Olympians and elite levels and highest level players, and especially those that excel at that level, uh, are the ones that they. We just have We work on the mental game, but we also have a lot of that mental side of this is why I am the player I
2: am. One hundred percent. She is Leo O'Brien Amico. Uh, before we get to a break. Um, how did you and Tommy meet? By the way,
0: it's that's a pretty funny story. He actually is from Boston, was working at University of South Carolina as a sports information um, employee, and he he actually met the U.S. That my senior year at the Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City, he his team went South Carolina, so he met our USA softball director. And they he he came to the, uh, that summer to Team USA. So I just graduated. I just won my national last national championship, and all of a sudden, Tommy comes to help our sports information leader. And I say, hey, who's this guy? Who this is this cute, guy?
1: You
0: know? <laughs> and uh, and that was and we just started talking at long distance for a year and a half, and we were married after you know after a year and a half of meeting, um and and had a long distance relationship the entire time, but it was through sports he was literally he he loved sports was so passionate about it so he really became my biggest fan
2: so hold on now he's a Celtics fan i'm sure right a Patriots fan all of that uh, the, the Bruins yes. yeah yes. Red Sox all of them cuz those guys that that live in boston you know that they are they are not they don't care where they move to Because you could take the boy out of Boston, but you can't take Boston out of the boy, I'm
0: sure. 100%. And I will tell you, he he eats, sleeps, and breathes Boston sports and New England Patriots, and you better believe he raised my boys even in Laker County and Dodgers, you know, town. He raised them to love all the Boston teams. So my kids they they've been born and raised that way and they have that same view.
2: <laughs> hey, so my so these three grandsons that my daughter Katie has, Keegan, Logan, and Beckett, and I call them Key Loby, right? So I got all three of them Key Loby. Okay. Keegan is kind of quiet, and he just, you know, he likes, he loves basketball, and he tries, and he's pretty good in football. And then Logan is a a, a really good athlete as well, but he's smart as a whip. It's the youngest one, Leah, that I'm concerned, the six-year-old, Beckett. He (laughs) believes he owns the world. He believes this is his, and if you want some, you got to come ask him. He came up to me a few months ago, and he said, Papa, there's Monday, Tuesday, and punch day. And he hit me right in a bad spot, <laughs> and he doubled me over. And I said, you got to be kidding. He goes, Papa, there's Monday. I go, oh, I get the joke. You hit me, I'm going to hit you back. He goes, you're so yes. big. I said, it's going to hurt, right? And my, uh, Leah, we, we, I lost my mom on April 2nd, and this happened uh, prior to that. And she said, Michael— that was you as a little boy. That's exactly the kind of stuff you would do. Yeah. And I said, yeah, but he can't be doing that to me. I'm old. And she <laughs> laughed. So that six-year-old, uh, that that's the boy that scares me. Hey, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to wrap up Faith in the Zone, our special guest. And I'll tell you what, she's just so fun to talk to. Leah O'Brien Amico. And and again, I would go on that website, Leah20.com, and I'd pick up the book, Softball Glory and God's Glory. You pick it up there. You can get it from Amazon. It'd be a little bit easier probably, but this one gets signed from Leah. And when you go on uh, Leah20.com, take a look at, at the back of the book. And I've read this thing a couple of times. The first person who wrote about it is Jenny Finch. And if you... Look, if you've ever watched or, or um, gotten involved um, with with uh, softball, Jenny Finch is somebody whose name you're going to know, and she writes a beautiful part about Leah, and, and, and I love hearing Leah relate biblical principles to the game of softball. I'm so thankful for her sisterhood. It's just a, a book that I would highly recommend. We're going to get to break. I'm going to ask Leah if she ever thought she'd be an author. That's uh, coming up. And then if she, uh, if she could, one, Think about one thing that happened to her playing softball. What's the best thing and then what's the worst thing? And we'll get both those answers on the other side. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are hosts Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner, only on 1250 AM, The Fan.
2: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM. The fan, I'm Mike McGivern, our special guest. She's been a great one. Leah O'Brien Amico, and she is a big-time softball player. Do you still play a little bit at all?
0: No, not really. A few years back, uh, I got the chance to play in the slow pitch games with the Wounded Warriors amputee softball team, and let me tell you, they were so impressive and inspiring, but I'm not very good at slow pitch, like I said. So, no, I only want to play if I'm going to be great at it.
2: That's awesome. (laughs) Leah20.com is where you're going to want to go. You get all the information that that you need from her. She is, uh, you know, a guest speaker, a motivational speaker. Watch some of the videos. uh, Two that I really would recommend, I really liked when she she got up and and preached at church. And for me, I, I watched the whole thing, and I thought her stories and the way she delivered it, I felt so inspired. And then she talked about her book. On, it looked like the side of a softball field, and that made me kind of go and try to get as much information on the book, and I will make sure that, that I get a copy of that. I'm going to go on Amazon, or I'm going to go on Leah20.com to get an autographed copy. Hey, Leah, two quick questions before we, we let you go. Um, when you think back at your entire career, and there's so many great memories, I'm sure, is there one that sticks out for you?
0: You know, I would have to say, yes, I I talk about it all the time when I speak, because, you know, I just think there's moments in our careers that really like are difference makers. And for me, it was it was my freshman year. We're at the Women's College World Series. We get into the championship game against UCLA. And Lisa Fernandez, who I would eventually win three gold medals with, was a senior, very much UCLA was expected to win. And I came up the first inning, and our first hitter got on base on an error to the shortstop. Next hitter moved her over. And then I came up, and Lisa had me down 0-2, and I fouled a couple pitches off, and then I ended up getting a base hit up the middle. We ended up scoring, and that was the only hit Lisa Fernandez gave up. And I, I share this story so much because here I was, 18 years old, and that was in the moment that I would say that my mind was made up that I could be the very best in the sport. And so, you know, through that experience, through that opportunity, through that challenge, and even even expectations, I was not expected. But as long as I battled, you know, I was able to to have this experience and this success, and that, I really believe, was what told me You know, when they said softball is going to be in the Olympics, I was 18 and I was like, I'm going to be on that team. (laughs) And so I I carried that with me because I feel like that was literally this this moment that was like, you can do more than you even thought possible in this sport.
2: Did you ever uh, have that conversation with her in the locker room of the Olympics? Like, hey, listen, hey, I I got my head off you. I don't want to I don't want to hear about it.
0: No, I never would ever bring that up. (laughs) But I will say I laugh and I say to people and we never talk about this either. But I would say when we would scrimmage each other and Lisa would strike me out, she would just, like, I felt like she screamed a little extra loud. Sure. <laughs> and I just, I just thought, you know, I was like, well, you're probably just getting me back. But, we, you know, that's okay. This is practice.
2: <laughs> hey, Lily, did, did it bother you that UCLA didn't come knocking on your door to, to come play there?
0: You know, this is what's so funny is that, and I really see God's hand in all of this of where he had me and why, but my my that year you know they had three of the best pitchers lisa and two other pitchers uh Dee wyman and heather compton that were truly the three best pitchers in the nation and they didn't need any but the year after they went after all the pitchers oh man you know and but no i I just i didn't know any better i didn't grow up thinking i wanted to go to a certain college i was the first one in my family to even go to a four-year college and graduate and so you know, I, I just felt like when they came, you know, God was in that process, and I didn't even realize
2: it. Hey, last question, and we're going to cut you loose, When So I, I we love talking people about their favorite moment, um, but I know as a basketball coach and, and a former athlete, I've got a couple when when I close my eyes at night that I still can't get out of my kitchen. You know, they're still up there in my head. If I would have done this a little different, that a little different, what's the toughest loss that you ever had?
0: Oh, the toughest loss, you know, I would probably say for me, I mean, I, I partly I have to go back to high school. I was yeah. a, a star pitcher, and we got into the quarterfinal game, and I, I think we just had high expectations. Um, my sophomore year, we got to the finals, and now I was a year older, and uh, I literally could not throw a strike. I, I never had that in my entire career otherwise, but I could not find the strike zone. And so we ended up losing and really just I, I felt like in that moment, like I've never experienced this. What happened, you know? And so um, I was able to come back, you know, my senior year. We didn't get to the finals, but we got to the semis and um, and, I, and I, I at least competed. I felt like I just lost it. I've never had that, you know? And so that moment and then being pulled against Arizona State, my coach can't, you know, we, they were our biggest, one of our biggest oh. in-state rivals. And I, I, same idea. All of a sudden we have a little bit of a lead and I start walking all these, Players and he comes out and gives me his hand and I, I give him a high five I'm this little freshman and I give him a high five thinking I don't even know what I was thinking and he literally didn't say one word he just kept his hand out there and I realized oh oh he wants the ball I, he's pulling me <laughs> and so that's of course my most embarrassing moment we did go on to finish out that win though
2: but I would love if I hope somebody took a tape of you high five at it. Cause I think as a coach, I would have to start laughing even though I'd be really upset with you that you couldn't throw a strike guys. Again, yeah. she is Leo Brian and and I would uh, go to Leah 20.com Leah 20.com. Take a look at all the information. Uh, if you want to order that book, you can do it right then. Uh, but, but, Look at the back of the book and look at some of the, 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 the three people that write and what they write about Leah and her life and some of the things that this book means to them, and you'll get her background. And, and I can tell you that um, if if you are a coach and you want your kids to have something to do as far as working a devotional, and I know a lot of you guys that listen to the show have interest in that, that's what you're going to want to do, softball glory and God's glory. And... and uh, It's a 31-day devotional book, uh, Leo's uh, Olympic College and Travel Ball Experiences, uh, Biblical Truths, and Daily Personal and Discussion Questions. Leah, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Again, I want to thank Tom Roy for putting us together. And uh, I just, uh, I appreciate your testimony so much and what uh, the Lord is doing in your life.
0: Thank you so much, Mike. It's been an honor to be
1: on here with
2: you. You got it. Thank you so much. And and again, uh, don't forget Leah20.com is where you're going to want to go. This is Faith in the Zone on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts or to contribute with an inside tip on a guest simply go to faithinthezone.com Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone right here on 1250 AM The Fan
0: Was it really amazing
2: grace? Now I know
1: For certain